Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two of Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer out for the day. Kevin Bohannon, I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Trey Biddy will be a little bit late today, so as soon as uh, we have Trey, we'll get him promptly on the air. But first, let's talk with my man, Neil, by way of Saracen. Neil, is it boring all of a sudden now at Saracen with uh, the final four over. Women's final four is over. Um, I know Major League Baseball has started up. Well, it started up last week. And uh, we had a rain out today, or at least a cancellation of Arkansas baseball. So are you kind of bored right now? No, we are not bored. We have been busy <laughs> all day paying out, paying out all the money that people won on the UConn game last night. Um uh, yeah, if you bet on Bet Saracen and you bet on UConn and you bet the over, uh, you are a very happy individual this morning. Um, players cleaned up last night on, on the national championship and basketball game. So uh, now the focus is turned around. We're about two weeks out from the NBA uh, playoffs starting and the National Hockey League uh, 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 playoffs starting here in about two weeks. But the big thing on tap this week that everybody's talking about is the Masters. And golf is a little bit different. All of the special prop bets and, and whatnot, you need me make sure you bet all of that before they tee off on Tuesday. Check the special tab. Check the Masters. There's a lot of interesting bets. Now, a lot of them are long shots, but if you can't get a green jacket, maybe you can get some green money if you hit one of those props. And you're more than welcome to use any of your UConn winnings to place a future bet on that match. Now, Neil, will there be the flash betting that goes on with the Masters? I mean, I, I no, can there s- will be. Yeah, there, there's going to be some in play on the Masters, and it's just who's going to win. And those will be live betting while the Masters is going on. It's not as encompassing as the flash bet. We're still working on flash bets, getting them to turn uh, that on ready for Major League Baseball, hopefully by the end of the week. We've got some additional testing to do. Just, I'm not releasing that product until it's ready for prime time because um, it's, it's a great product, and we want to make sure uh, everything is settling properly because everybody's expecting to have their money by the next pitch. So uh, we're making sure that is right before we turn it on. Give me this week uh, at the latest, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, Neil, good to have you back, and uh, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is neilbetsaracen.com. Or better yet, go to the App Store at Bet Saracen. And uh, I've got that downloaded on my phone. And certainly you can have it on your phone. And it's right there, a fingertip away. Um, we're waiting on Trey. Not sure what, uh, well, let's see. The I thought the practice started at 340. And they may have given them extra time, Kevin, today to uh, observe practice. I'm not sure what the what That'd the holdup is. Get more information. <laughs> yeah, what the I know Coach Pittman is scheduled at six o'clock tonight, but um, I don't know what the holdup is on Trey. Thanks to Damon, he educated me that uh, he is running just a little bit late. So that is um, Trey Biddy of HogSports.com. So before we get into too many other things, I really don't want to get 
deep in some other things, Kevin, simply because the fact that, uh, okay, what is this? I'm not used to seeing one of those things. <laughs> what is that supposed to be? I don't know. It says I can hear you. Okay, so then let's try this. Let's see. Are you there, Mr. Trey Biddy? I am here and have been here. Well, hold on. We got to do this <laughs> yeah, <wow>. proper. <laughs> well, we didn't know that. I, I wasn't getting a normal text. I was getting some MMS stuff. So let's do this properly. Now to <laughs> Trey Biddy, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. That's because your guy, Damon Poole, is a green bubble guy. He's not an iPhone guy. And I always green text you. Guy. I text you, Randy, <laughs> or I text Randy, Rick, and Damon all together. So everybody, so somebody will see if I'm ready or if I'm delayed, if it comes down to close. The practice is actually at four today. Uh, they bumped it back a little bit. But, uh, um, yeah, that's probably why you're getting the, the weird text from me. I'll just text you singularly from now on. That's well, I tell you what happens, Trey. Everyone has gotten me now so um, conscious of being hacked, and uh, I'm, I never thought it would happen on an iPhone. But boy, don't you know on your iPad or your computer? And there's been all these kids have been sending me stuff, and then I'll see on Twitter where they'll say, "Well, don't click onto that because that's not me." And I'm yeah. thinking, okay, somebody's trying to get to me with this other stuff that I'm just oh, not familiar with. To, there's definitely people trying to get to you. I had some guy the Always. other day um, saying he was the police, and uh, I was on. I had jury duty, so the only reason I, I kept going on it for a while is because <laughs> I had jury duty. But they said that I'd missed a court appearance, and I was, you know, they were, you know, had a warrant out for my arrest and all this stuff, and I had to pay this money. <laughs> now and they couldn't guarantee if i hung up that they wouldn't arrest me and all this stuff the guy was very convincing but i called you know i asked him who his name was and i looked up the officer and um you know asked him what he looked like and stuff and he couldn't tell me and then i called the police on my wife's phone and had this guy talking to the police and he was still going i mean it was oh my it was god entertaining but uh yeah there are people out there that make you think you got to pay them money um to get out of a warrant or something anyway it's ridiculous but um, practice today, back off the scrimmage, Randy, and uh, they're out there in, uh, in shells, so no leg pass today inside. Uh, they spent a little time outside just on special teams, but mostly were inside the Walker Pavilion. Um, I did not notice a rash of injuries. I can't report on them. Uh, there was a couple of guys that, you know, I didn't, or one guy, I should say, that was, that was it. You know, as I was going through and checking things also, it seems pretty good uh, that they come out of a 150-play scrimmage without a hamstring or a um you know a hip pointer or something so uh that's definitely good news you always you hate to get anybody hurt during this time of year so um, did you learn anything though about the 150 play scrimmage Trey? Uh, well we'll talk to sam at six so um i'm sure that every question he gets just about will be about the, the right. scrimmage um the things that i learned today were just you know some personnel stuff watched a lot of throwing and catching today but uh they did get up in a, in a team period right before they let us out. Um, and the notable things, they had Lorando Johnson working at first team nickel today. That's the first time I've seen Lorando Johnson working at nickel. Um, they had Patrick Kutis working at right tackle. And that's the first time that I've huh. seen Kutis at right tackle. But he's getting a little bit of the Brady Latham treatment now because he's now worked <laughs> at left guard, center, and right tackle. Uh, I, I think they really like Kudis and kind of want to find a spot for him. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're going to try everything they can to, to figure out who their best five are. But, you know, I'd, I'd said before, like, if they're going to keep Kudis at guard, it makes sense to put Latham maybe at tackle. But if they move Kudis at tackle, then maybe you keep Latham at guard. Uh, I really like Devon Manuel, too. I, I think he goes on one side or the other. And Bo Limmer, of course, too. But those would be the two notable things, Patrick Kudis at right tackle and Lorando Johnson working at nickel. Trey has, I don't know how this actually works, so I'm asking you, obviously, but with Kendall Browse, did he work closely with 
Cody Kennedy in regards to the rotation, and now that you got Dan Enos, will that be the same with him working closely with Cody Kennedy? Because you're seeing a lot of movement, as you said. They're trying to find the best five, but uh, I, I would think with the talent level, you may have a starting five. But I got to believe some of these. You got to play some of these kids. Yeah. Well, I think that you know. Obviously, Browse is the offensive coordinator. He's going to play a role and work closely. But, you know, Sam Pittman's also going to play a role on the mm-hmm. offensive line just because of his background and expertise. I would say probably him and Kennedy probably work closely together uh, more than, than just about anything on who the best-looking guys are and, you know, what they need to do on the offensive line. Because I'm wondering in that regard, because I would think as a play caller, if I'm knowing my combinations – if Kudis is better at right tackle and he's strong uh, in the running game, then I may run more plays to the right side. On the other hand, if, if Manuel is great on the blind side and protecting, uh, when he's on the field, that I may want to throw the ball a little bit more. I'm just wondering if, if that's how they sometimes coordinate that as an offense. You know, I did a show with Cole Kubelek, um this morning, and – Cole also sent me, uh, you know, one of his podcasts talking about Arkansas. And uh, he spent a lot of time talking about Dan Enos also and how Dan has really developed a reputation for building his offense around the players that they have. Mm-hmm. Not so much going, this is what we're going to run. Everybody needs to, to right. learn mm-hmm. this yeah. offense. This is my offense. But really structuring around the talent he has. So, yeah, I think if he felt like – Hey, they're better at pass protection than it makes sense to throw. But, you know, you also got to have a passing quarterback, which they do. Jefferson's definitely capable. Um, and if they're stronger running, then then he's going to do that more. No question. And that, that goes all the way from the offensive line to the quarterback to the skill guys. And, you know, as far as the skill guys go, I'm still not sure who's going to be like the go-to wide receiver among this group. Uh, you know, Isaac Tesla looked good today. Andrew Armstrong looked good today. Tyrone Broden was back out there. Um, so that's good to see. Uh, Sam Bakke could be a sleeper. You know, he certainly has the physical tools. Uh, Isaiah Satania, who knows? So uh, I think they're still figuring all that stuff out. Who's going to be their guys? Maybe we'll find out a little bit more from Sam Pittman today because, I mean, it's, it's going to come down to who's producing. And you got to do that in scrimmages. Has Jaden Wilson been kind of bunged up yeah he's been out for a while okay he's been out since like i don't i can't even remember maybe the first week yeah first okay. second week something like that okay mm-hmm. um from our Asher, yeah, he's, he's another though randy i mean you mentioned him sam Pittman mentioned him just about every single press conference he'd bring up Jaden wilson before he got hurt so he could be a guy how is landon rogers ultimately fitting in as a wide receiver um i would say he's probably a little bit you know, behind, uh, you know, probably, you know, if you roll three wide receivers out there, um, then he's probably with uh, seven, eight, nine guys. A uh, guy that I think has a ton of potential, I'm anxious to see uh, how he continues to develop. And that's not wide receiver. That's a tight end. That's Ty Washington. You know, he made the big play against Kansas uh, in the bowl game. I think this kid could be an outstanding receiver for Arkansas. I think he does the best at blending, you know, having some veter- a little bit of veteran in him. He's just been here a year, but he played in five games last year, still able to hold on to his red shirt because of the rule they made for the bowl game um, that allowed you to go over four, so that was good. Uh, but as far as, like, you know, he's been here on campus since last spring. It's a full year now, a full year in a college weight room, full year learning under two different coaches now at tight end. Uh, so you would think that, I mean, he can catch the ball. Obviously, we've seen that. But he's also, you know, going to be physically strong enough to to block. So kind of blends those two things. You know, Luke has. I don't know that you're going to see him, like, as an inline tight end this year. You know, he'll have a a role, definitely. I don't think there's any question we're going to see a good bit of Luke has. Uh, But, you know, Nathan Bax is is bigger. He's not a dynamic playmaker in the passing game. Uh, So I think, you know, when you – Talk about who's a mix of those two. You're probably looking at Tyrus Washington. It's one reason I, I wouldn't mind seeing them bring in an older veteran tight end out of the transfer portal also. 
All right, Trey, this from our Asher Record Service company, Live Fan Feedback. Jack says, with Rocket Sanders' size and speed combination, do you think he is still a, or do you think he is a first-round guy, or does he still have a lot to prove? He could be. Uh, running backs more, there was a while there a few years ago where nobody was taking a running back in the first round. It's hard to say anybody's a first-round guy. Uh, there have been plenty of running backs drafted in the third round that have been, you know, studs. Uh, but physically, I mean, I think he needs to drop down, you know, closer to 230. He looks a little big to me right now. Uh, but he has speed. He has size. He has production in the SEC. And that's – and he doesn't have a long injury history either. You know, you stay healthy, you put together another good year – I think we'll definitely be talking about him being drafted, getting invited to the NFL Combine. Um, you know, he'll, he'll probably be a preseason first-team All-SEC running back this year, You know, coming off All-SEC season. But him and Quinshawn Judkins will probably be on that first team. Um, yeah, if he has another you know, 1,000-plus yard year, I think he'll definitely take his talents to the next level. I think he'll be in the top three. I would be surprised if he went past four. But I think we could be talking about him, you know, even earlier than that. Maybe maybe a first round. Who knows? One other aspect of his game that I think is underused, uh, he had the one play against, was it Liberty, where he took the 70-yard shovel pass or whatever that was called. Mm-hmm. And um, But that is catching the ball. I mean, of course, this is a former wide receiver. But uh, I think it's one aspect that I'm hoping Dan Enos – I know we've, you've been asked that question already about throwing to the backs out of the backfield, but this is a kid that's demonstrated he can catch the ball. Oh, absolutely. 28 receptions last year. That's a good number mm-hmm. for college back. Uh, 200 and I can't remember, 200-plus yards, two touchdowns also. Um, I mean, he's definitely got an all-around game. He's got speed. He's got power. And, you know, he stays healthy. Knock on wood. And uh, can catch the ball. Those are those are good attributes and really good kid. I mean, you know, I shudder to call him, you know, a good kid. He's a junior <laughs> in college, but they're all kind of like that to me, I guess now. But um, you know, Rockets really good personality, really good guy to talk to, interviews well. Um, those are all big benefits for him. We're going to shift gears. At least Ricardo wants to shift gears for a moment. Uh, from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback, Ricardo says, Hey, Trey, Musk gets much credit for transfer portal, but his numbers actually been put to test if we count hits and misses. Uh, they either obviously have been great transfers, but also uh, some that have never played. You either play 30 minutes or none. He's had some that have never played uh, or didn't play a whole lot. Gene Talsilla, um, I'm reminded of him. Mm-hmm. Who else this last year? Oh, Jalen Graham was like Jalen Graham was off and in on. and out. Yeah, he was in and out. I wouldn't say he never played though. There were definitely, I mean, there were times where he was uh, integral to what they were doing. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, in the last year, uh, not this this past season, but the season before that, there was. Uh, a couple of guys, uh, the point guard for Miami. I'm, I don't know why his name is slipping me, but uh, you know, but he got every opportunity early, and then just kind of, you know, things went a different direction. Uh, I think that's just going to happen. Happens with high school guys too. We could talk about, um, you know, all the guys that come through college football or come through college basketball or baseball, who may be well regarded, but just, you know, you don't hit, you don't bat a thousand. Nobody, nobody bats a thousand. And Arkansas did strike in the portal today yep. in a commitment. Yes, and I'm for, I'm t- uh, starts with a team met the kid from Washington. <laughs> I've been focused on football. I did I did take some time and watch Kenyon, his highlights. Kenyon Minifield. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Keon Minifield. Or Keon. 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 Yeah. Yes. So he's uh what, six foot, lightning quick. Point guard, number 53 ranked. Uh, see, I know all the numbers and stuff. Number 53 ranked uh, portal guy, according to 24-7 sports. Uh, Ten points, I think just below 70% on his uh, free throws. 
like around 33% from three-point range and exceptionally quick because it's just a turnover ratio is 1.8. Um, so it, it's, it's like uh, I think he all Pac-12 freshmen. So he was a guy that had some really good offers out there, some really good options. And uh, I, I did take some time to watch some video of him, and all I could think was like, wow, this guy really gets up and down the four quickly. Seems like he has a really nice shot, um, you know, even a mid-range. And the alley-oops, guys, like this guy's passing ability, like I just think uh, how many alley-oops him and Trevon Brazil could have next mm. year. Uh, so it looks like a nice addition. And no surprise today on Ricky Council. I, I think he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd been hearing, that uh, Council was most likely gone. And that just, you know, fits in with uh, what we see with guys that are, you know, a little bit older that are, you know, deemed to have – you know, potential at the next level, they almost always go now, almost always. And so Ricky's no different in that case. And it's kind of fitting a pattern we saw last spring. That is, one moment you're hearing a player going, and then the next moment you hear a player who's committed. So that was the pattern, mm -hmm. at least today. Uh, Devo Davis declared earlier, and uh, but he's leaving the option open to return. Uh, we know Nick Smith Jr., uh, he didn't even say he's exploring. He's gone. He's opting. I'm wondering Black about Anthony. Yeah, Anthony Black. When's he going to well, Everybody's Everybody's got to have their day. Okay. Um, although, you know, I think Devo will be back. I don't appreciate it, Devo, though, announcing at 945 on a Friday night. <laughs> you could have done it any time, but you're going to do it at 945 on a Friday night, Devo. Come on now. I promise I'll, I'll chastise him that he's got to talk to you about any further announcements. He's got to consult everyone, with you first. If everyone would do that, just consult with me. <laughs> All right, Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey right, Biddy of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company. Brought to you by Reed's Metals of Benton. Due to the recent storms, Reed's Metal has plenty of roofing inventory in stock and are here to help get you back on your feet. Call 501-77-METAL or reedsmetals.com. If you are a shelter insurance policyholder and have damage to your home, car, farm, or business due to the recent storms, please call 1-800-SHELTER. That's toll-free 1-800-743-5837. Or report your claim online at shelterinsurance.com. Early reporting of your loss will help shelter schedule adjusters to handle your claim. Take whatever reasonable steps you can to protect your property from additional damage and call 1-800-SHELTER to report your claim today. It's Justin Acri, and I'm reminding you that Certipro is the only option when it comes to interior or exterior painting, as far as I'm concerned. Having used them a number of times over the years, I'm about to get them on a new project. I got a new deck installed and about to get them to stain it and seal it and protect it for the future. That's what it's about. It's an investment in your future with Certipro Painters. You want to improve curb appeal, you want to improve the livability of your home, and you want to do it with people you trust who live locally right there in your community, then Certipro Painters is the answer. Each Certipro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at Certipro.com. That's Certa with a C. Well, we finally made it. Warmer temperatures are upon us. You're going to want to get out and be on the lake or enjoy your favorite vacation spot, but you don't want to do it with achy joint pain. Hey, everybody, RJ Hawk here. If you've got that achy joint pain that I was just talking about, you need to go see my friends over at QC Kinetics today. They use the latest, most advanced regenerative treatments to end your pain, and they do it the natural way. Regenerative medicine harnesses your own body's healing agents to restore and repair damaged tissue, like in your knees, hips, shoulder, and even your back. This precision treatment is done in office with no drugs and no downtime. Look, there's folks all over central Arkansas that is using QC Kinetics. In fact, my own neighbor came to me the other day and said he tried out QC Kinetics and said it has changed his life. It's time to end that pain and get your life back. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. It's QC Kinetics. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. 
Tune in to Out of Bounds each Monday for Reaction Monday brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years, they're your small to mid-sized fleet specialists. Fleet Management Services is looking for a maintenance tech. Oil changes, tires, general maintenance. 100% paid health insurance, match 401k, paid holidays, paid vacation. The right person can make $600 per week. Call 501-375-3672. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Kevin Bohannon, I'm Randy Rainwater. We always say double B's, where you guess it, grab it, and go. I'm always saying, sure, gas up. Pay at the pump, go inside, take advantage of all of the monthly specials. We have rolled over the calendar. It is now April. That means new specials. The April specials are there to take advantage of. And we are always trying to make, I say we, Double B's is always trying to make life easier for all of us. When we say pay at the pump, if you're in a hurry, just grab that Exxon or Philip 66 mobile app and just take care of it right there at the pump, and boom, you're gone. But you still want to go inside. You still want to take advantage of all of the great monthly specials. And if you're talking about getting your day started right, I have to get my day started right. I've got to start off with my Renoco coffee. That starts, I mean, that just gets me off to the right start. And if you're not, if you're not a coffee drinker, check out the Renoco Cappuccino. And finally, before we say, guess it, grab it, and go, ask your cashier about signing up for a rewards card where you can save additional money. It is double B's. It's where you guess it, grab it, and go make it double B's. Joined now by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Add one, subtract one. Kevin, that seems to be the pattern we saw last year. I don't know if that's going to be the pattern this year, but we found out about Ricky Council. And then later on in the afternoon, we found out about Keon uh, joining Keon Menafield, joining, well, he will be joining. He is committed from Washington, a point guard. So add one, subtract one. Yeah, you know, Arkansas, Eric Mussman is, is as much about optics as anything. Uh, we, you know, I've been talking about, I think the last segment I was on here, I think I said Arkansas has got two commitments, at least two commitments up to four. Um, so what's today? Tuesday, that was Friday. <laughs> And that was one of them. Okay, Tuesday, on on Sunday, uh, Minifield put his top six out. But there, you know, there's really a handful of players that Arkansas's really zeroed in on so far, and he was one of them. And I and I felt like that that was one of two. I say felt like basically told one of two guys that have already firmed up. So we got the news today, um, and and that's the kind of you know that's the kind of back and forth we're going to see. Eric Musman's going to. You know, and, it, and it's not just about one out, one in. There is there is an, a rhyme and reason to not only how that's done, but who and the timing of when each guy comes out. I fully expect Anthony Black. It could be later today. It could be in the next day or so, sometime this week. I think he's going to announce for the 2023 uh, NBA draft, and I don't think he's going to, you know, I don't know how he's going to announce it, if he'll address whether he's going to leave the door open or not. But I fully expect he'll have an agent and, and move forward. He's a projected lottery pick, top 15, any way you slice it. And I don't think we're going to see him come back. We know that that's the same case with Nick Smith Jr. Uh, Ricky Council today, the fourth, 
put out his announcement that he's going to the draft. He didn't clarify. I don't think we'll see him come back. And I'm not sure we're going to see Devo come back. Now, he did his announcement did include leaving the door open. So, you know, that's on his mind if, if, because he said it is. And so we take that at face value, and, and so maybe. But I, but I I think it's more likely right now. You know, the, the, these calculations can change. I think it's more likely right now that, that Arkansas wouldn't get him back. Now, like, again, things can change on that. For some of these other guys that we just talked about, it won't. But I brought up all those names. I'm going to talk about Minifield, but let's look at this. Arkansas got Layden Blocker, a five-star, six-two-six-three point guard, combo guard. Um, you know, in the in the 2023 high school class, they signed early, and now you've got another young guard, six-one, uh, who's a who was a freshman this past season. And so now, when you look at the names, I'm talking about guys leaving. Anthony Black being the next Arkansas primary handler among those primary ball handlers. Uh, you, you start to see the backcourt evolve in recruiting with Blocker and now Minifield. The, the key here is Arkansas, one of the things Mussman talked about often was the lack of experience with all that talent he had in the backcourt. Well, you've got a five-star coming in, and you've got a, a guy that was just a freshman. Now, he was all Pac-12 freshman team, but he's still a very young player uh, in a program that wasn't exactly thriving. So you don't have, you know, just those two pieces alone – you know, com- you know, when we look at who's leaving out of that backcourt, it's just about all of your m- main players that took all the minutes and had most of the production. So what this tells us is, and we're going to talk about midfield, it tells us there are more to come. Arkansas is going to be getting more guards, I think, older guards, more veteran guards, guards who can shoot. That uh, midfield is probably more of a, of a point guard and a player still in development. They'll play a role. Uh, but I'll, I'll be surprised if Mussman now doesn't focus on guys, players that in the backcourt that have more experience. But Minifield, I said he was all Pac-12 freshman team. Ten points a game, over three assists. His assist-to-turnover ratio was 1.8 to 1. That was tops among freshmen in that league. Only 1.7 turnovers per game for a primary handler. He played just under 29 minutes a game. So the 10 points, like I said, just over three assists, nearly three rebounds. Um, and just over a steal per game, but he shot. You know, he, he basically was one of three, just a little over uh, one make from three per game, and out of three point three attempts, so thirty three percent there. Just a, a smidge under seventy percent at the free throw line. Um, and you know, when I looked at it, this guy had some really big games. He had five games or twenty or more points against some good competition. Fifteen games uh, in his freshman season, scored in double figures. 12 of those after Pac-12 play started. So it wasn't like he was just, you know, getting his minutes and points, you know, in the non-conference against lesser opponents. Um, but again, I think when you look at all freshmen Pac-12, that says a lot. Arkansas last year plucked Jalen Graham from the Pac-12. He was second team all-conference. But then we saw what his role was and what it really equated to in Arkansas. So you can't just bank some of these accolades as, well, but there's a big difference between this young man and Graham in terms of, you know, as a freshman, he's off to a great start. Uh, and he's also a backcourt piece. And what I notice immediately about him and Blocker, both of these guys now in combination have a lot of quickness, guys, a lot of quickness. This young man at 6'1 is rangy. He's got plus length. You know, his his arm length and his shoulder height, he looks bigger or taller than 6'1, but he's listed 6'1. But he's very quick. He's got He's got that quick twitch shiftiness in his game with that link combined with it um but i think he's good i think this is a good pickup for arkansas again i'm, I'm kind of going on and on here because i'm i'm the, the youth part of it and this tells me there's more to come in the backcourt for arkansas not only because of they need better perimeter shooting but they're going to need more size and, and more veteran qualities from backcourt pieces that it simply didn't have last year kevin a couple of interesting names that may fit somewhat in that profile you're talking about. Khalif Battle out of Temple, he's a 6'5 scoring guard. And then you've got Quincy Oliveira by way of Rice, who is, again, a sharp shooting guard. But maybe, just maybe to me, as intriguing as anyone, is Primo Spears by way of Georgetown. Uh, This young man... Averaged 16 points, five, almost five and a half assists per game. And he has narrowed his list down to Arkansas, Kansas, TCU, and Florida State. Pretty good offer list right there for Spears. 
Yeah. So Battle, I was, you know, he and I were, were visiting back and forth on Monday when we put out the news that uh, he's coming in for a visit on Thursday. He will be visiting Arkansas on Thursday. The recruiting dead period started late last week, and it runs through noon on Thursday. So once that's over, you can have on-campus and off-campus in-person visits. So he'll be in Fayetteville. He told me he was coming in two days, so I guess he probably arrives on Wednesday, and he'll visit. his visit will be sometime on Thursday afternoon. Uh, but this guy, you mentioned his, you know, his size, 6'5". He's a volume. He's a score, 18 points a game. Uh, he's a good three-point shooter and a volume three-point shooter. When I watch his film, I really like the way he attacks. He, he, he talked about three levels. Well, when he goes to the rim, he finishes with dunks. He likes to dunk. So, there's, you know, there's, you know, there's a, a confidence with this player uh, beyond just his three-point shooting prowess. But I think that's the key. A big guard and a guard that can shoot, and a veteran guard. Uh, this is this is a grad transfer, and so um, you know Arkansas is at a point now where I think they're going to, like I said, start going after some of these more veteran guys. You mentioned Olivari, another grad transfer uh, out of Rice, another volume, efficient three-point shooter, six-two. His game reminds me a little of Jaden Ote, just a little bit, uh, but I think he's a more efficient catch-and-shoot uh, uh, guard from behind the arc. So, he, you know, he's a guy that doesn't have to be on the ball to, to create as much as J.D. seemed to need to do to get his offense going. This guy can actually play off, and I think he's a, a more effective striker from three off the catch. Um, and then you mentioned Spears, and he, here's a guy that's wanting to visit Arkansas. He just had a Zoom meeting with, with Arkansas last week. Um, and you mentioned Arkansas in the Final Four. Now, he has visited TCU. Let's see what else he does. But Kansas is in that final group as is Florida State. But all these guys fit the bill for veteran veteran backcourt players who can who can shoot and score. Uh, Randy, I think Arkansas the three point shooting is one thing, but I think they also want guys that can create shots at multiple levels. As good as Arkansas's talent was in that backcourt, and we know Nick Nick Smith never really got fully into rhythm and didn't miss nineteen games and most most of the middle of the season there two months. But outside of him, they didn't have shot creators. Everybody had to drive. It was like a downhill. You had to get downhill and either finish or get to the free throw line. They're looking for guys that not only can shoot the three, but can create shots in those middle areas and give Arkansas more more versatility and balance on offense. What about the bigs? Uh, of course, I think of Khalil Ware, uh, to me, almost at the top of the list. What What about bigs, Kevin? Yeah, Arkansas's recruiting bigs. Uh, Marshall Big, seven-one uh, guy, Han Loden. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his uh, last name correctly, uh, but he put Arkansas in his top eight today. This is a versatile big uh, face-up kind of player, seven-one, uh, and he's got Arkansas, like I said, in his top eight schools, and has indicated that he wants to visit. There are some other bigs, Jamil Reynolds, um, also out of Temple. That's been talking to Arkansas. Arkansas went to see him. Keith Smart went, assistant coach, went and saw him last week. Uh, but, but you've got several in there. B.J. Mack today, the Wofford uh, player. You know, now he was recruited by Arkansas's previous staff, um, and he ended up at Wofford and is a versatile six-eight forward. B.J. Brian B.J. Mack released his top five schools today, or his final five. He called it a final five. Arkansas's in the mix there, and there are some other front line guys. A couple of names that are completely off the radar right now that I can't share, but they would be in that forward. Uh, that 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 Mossman loves those tweener size forwards, six six to six eight, uh, that can guard multiple positions and do different things for him. All right, hang on, Kevin. We got to step aside for a moment. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Kevin Bohannon, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. The Memphis Grizzlies play here. 1067 Buzz 2 is your home for Memphis Grizzlies basketball. Every time the Grizzlies tip off, hear it on 1067 Buzz 2. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. When you were a kid, was there anything cooler than the bat signal? That large projection lamp that cast silhouetted shapes of a bat across the sky of Gotham City meant bad news to the bad guys. Today in Sacramento, a brilliant purple laser shoots into the sky whenever the Kings win. When the team is on the cusp of victory, fans shout, 
Light the beam. While it's been years since the Kings were a title contender, the laser space cannons have finally given fans a reason to cheer and a bat signal of their very own. If you're looking for a reason to cheer, come on over to Doublebee's, where you can eat, drink, and be merry. With 32 Arkansas locations, one is closer than the bat signal. Doublebee's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebee's. Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. And their HELOC loans, a home equity line of credit. Jamie Bigelow is an expert with HELOC loans. You can use it for one of your life's biggest needs. Maybe it's a wedding. Maybe it's a kitchen or bath remodel. Or maybe it's the big one, a new pool. Well, it all starts with Jamie Bigelow with Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Apply securely online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Dealing with HR is hard. There are 36 forms new employees have to fill out, a team handbook to read, company core values to memorize, and oh, by the way, you've got approximately zero room to make a mistake on their paperwork. Good luck. If you need help with HR, talk to the payroll company. They can handle recruiting, onboarding, HR best practices, handbooks and policies, payroll, and training. So all that's really left for you to do is take your new employees to lunch. Mm. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked! And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Kevin Bohannon, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined by... Kevin McPherson, thanks once again to the great folks at Hogville.net. Kevin, when we were talking a moment ago about the bigs, and then we had also talked earlier about the point guards, shooting guards, the question comes up, and you said, I think I'm quoting you accurately when you said this, there's going to be players coming and going you're expecting Anthony Black virtually about any minute. Can you somewhat put a number on what you are expecting in regards to using the transfer portal and then combining that with the players who you're expecting? I'm just asking for a number, not asking for names. I'm just asking for a number. What, what kind of numbers are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, I've, I, you know, I think it's going to fall into what Arkansas really wants and what they can get. But I think they, I think five or so out of the portal, um, you know, and when we saw the first one come off today. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, I, you know, maybe the low end of that would be four, the high end, and maybe maybe would be six. Uh, but I think that that sweet spot in the middle there at five is it, it might be just where it lands. But we'll see. Um, you know, the bigs there's just not as many of those as there are guards, and Arkansas has need there. And it's going to depend on how the, how that falls with some of these guys that are available and who Arkansas can really get. That will affect that number. I think Arkansas's got a nice beat on some uh, on some guards here, and we just went through some of those names. You know, we mentioned Battle coming in on Thursday. He told me yesterday when we were talking, he said, look, 
I talk to Mus every day, sometimes twice a day. I mean, I I feel like this guy, you know, you know, I, you know, I don't want to put, you know, preempt what he's got his plans to do, but I feel like this guy could, you know, uh, could be a Razorback here in the near future. Um, and I think there, I think there's more, uh, more to come, Randy. But I, I, if I had to pick a specific number and be very specific about it, I'd, I'd probably be at five right now. Um, but I think that the calculations change based on um, th- does Musselman feel like Arkansas would be backsliding at all um, by having someone leave to make room for someone that's not necessarily an upgrade, whether that's talent, size, athleticism or a skill set that he's looking for. So I, I think when you start talking front line, it becomes a little dicier every year, uh, and not so much with backcourt players. I mean, there's so many good ones. Um, you know, Tyler Perry, MVP this year, the, the player of the year in the Conference USA, MVP of the NIT, North Texas. He's from Springdale, Arkansas. He played at Springdale Harbor, and an outstanding guard just went in the portal in Muss, and a couple of Arkansas staffers, he told me last night, he, he was officially in the portal at 9, 9 a.m., and shortly after that he told me Muss and a couple of Arkansas staffers had already reached out to him. So hmm. Max Abmus, everybody, Razorback fan, every Razorback fan remembers him at ORU. Look at what he's done there. He's in the portal. Now, some of these guys might be following their coaches so, to, to better jobs and, and better opportunities, but anytime Arkansas goes after a player in the portal, all bets are off because, you know, Eric Melsman does a great job and his staff does of painting that picture of why they need to be Razorbacks. And we know, we saw what happened last year with Ricky Council. Uh, Randy, you know how long that drug out. Mm-hmm. They went in the portal immediately after the season and got those four big men, Brazil, Graham, and the twins, the Mitchell twins. And then a, a couple of months later, it was Council. And so he wasn't quite finished. And names keep going in there. And so we may see something like that play out. But I do think this time around, unlike the last time where it was mostly big men, I think the first few are likely to be more guards, whereas last year the first few, uh, four, I just said it, were bigs. When you look at the current roster, and I was just kind of going down, and uh, I put a plus by Brazil. I think it's safe. Maybe I'm wrong. Put a plus by Jordan Walsh. Uh, I think Darian Ford will return. What are you hearing on Joseph Pinion, Jalen Graham, and Barry Dunning Jr.? Are you hearing anything on them at all? You know, you hear stuff, Randy, and that's probably stuff I'm going to leave leave out right now. I will say this about Joseph Pinion: he loves being a Razorback. Uh, he he had op- some opportunities in this freshman season. I thought he made the most of those, and so we'll see what happens there. But if he's a guy that decides to come back. Um, you know, and if you're right about Darian Ford, uh, you look at those two in-state guys, they didn't get a lot of playing time as freshmen, pitting more so. Uh, but I think it speaks a lot to the culture up there and the potential for opportunities for those guys if they both elect to come back. And so, you know, from a selfishness standpoint, you'd love to see it. Oh, absolutely. We'll see what happens. As far as Graham uh, and Dunning, I'm, I'm going to leave those alone right now. But I will say in general, Musselman's very strategic. Uh, it's not just about optics. It's about strategy. Um, and, uh, you know, I think decisions are made on as things progress, and it's always depending upon who, who's really available and it's reasonable that Arkansas can get out of that portal, and then weighing that with what you have and, and figuring out do you need to make a move or not. And so I think that affects guys, certainly. Uh, and, and for their sake, for everybody's sake, you hope some of that stuff gets ironed out sooner rather than later. Again, last year, it was in the summertime by the time council came on board. Um, and, you know, it was it was uh, Jackson Robinson moving on. Um, and it wasn't too late, though. I mean, it wasn't like it was it's, you know, extremely late in that process, but it was uh, uh, sometime after that uh, the initial four players we got right after the season ended. Do the Mitchell Twins, do they actually have another year? Uh, They were both listed as seniors, but I don't know if they have uh, that COVID year or not. Yeah. Graham was also listed as a senior. That's how Arkansas does things. They they list these guys these last couple of years. They list them based on what they would be, and they don't. But some places, some schools in their roster 
they'll list them as what they are based on the extra year they were given. So Arkansas does a little differently than some others. But when you see that senior for guys like the Mitchell Twins and Graham, all three of those guys uh, should have an extra year of eligibility. Now, you know, if, if when I go back and I've researched their, you know, what you know where they were before the, the actual playing time, they were both they were all three uh, college players when the COVID situation happened, so they would all get that extra year of eligibility. Okay, so. I mean, well, then, you know, I, I, their academics play into stuff like that too, Randy. Sure. That's why you know that's a part that I'm, you know, I can't speak to. But otherwise, yes. Jordan Walsh has not made the declaration. Declaration: He is coming back, uh, but he sure hinted that uh, even in the aftermath of the Connecticut game. Uh, has your gut? feel changed on Jordan Walsh or are you hearing something contrary? No, I mean, you know, players say a lot of things under the emotions of the end of the season. And usually it's something about coming by, we're going to do, you know, we're next time we're going to, you know, we'll do better. And then they make the decisions based on not emotions, but, you know, weighing everything. And so let's see with Jordan. I think this is the one guy where, where, there's, there's three options here. Uh, one is obviously test the water's eligibility open. Does he get some kind of guarantee where he's ready to go and hires an agent? You know, um, And then um, the other option is obviously the transfer portal. So we, we just need to see you know, what, all's, you know, what all shakes out with him. Um, and you know, in, in the old days, there would be no announcement if a guy's just going to stay put. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if you're, if you're, nothing's changing, they still put out some kind of a statement typically, run it back or I'm back or, you know, that kind of thing. That's what Trevor in Brazil did, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we should hear something one way or another, I would think, from the Jordan Walsh camp at some point. That's what I was thinking. Uh, granted, transfer portal makes everything different. Combine that with the option of opting out early for the draft and – as you mentioned a moment ago. See, I, I'm still on the side believing Devo Davis, as an example, will return to Arkansas. But you never know. Never know. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you again on Friday. That is Kevin Thanks, McPherson, better known as Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. My man, Kevin Bohannon, I'm Randy Rainwater. Hour number three, straight ahead. Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Guys, there are a lot of people out there talking about testosterone, but I want you to do your homework, man. I want you to make sure that you choose a provider that you can trust. The provider that I trust, the